0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. My name is Timmy Gibson. I'm your host here today as we talk about a philosophy of life. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Oh, for real, though, I want to talk about a philosophy of life. We all have one, whether we know what it is or not. And today I would like to just put some thoughts out there about developing a philosophy of life and how to develop a philosophy of life why we should have a philosophy of life and probably obviously because it's my podcast i'll share a little bit about my philosophy of life and how i've uh, come to many of the positions and opinions that i have and we'll be right back for more in just a moment so we're gonna talk about a philosophy of life so i looked it up in the webster's dictionary which means i googled it and it says philosophy of life an overall vision of or attitude toward life and the purpose of life interesting um you know over the last couple episodes i've talked about uh free to be me and uh discovering your purpose in life so i thought that was kind of in- interesting that because uh, i just wrote this down in my journal the other day matter of fact I, I meant i was going to do an episode yesterday but just got busy with stuff and so didn't get a chance to do it and And just kind of the way my brain works. Like right now, it's it's really early in the morning. It's really foggy and dark outside, which is super cool. Uh, I love getting up at around five, six in the morning. You know, I'd like to get up at four, but I gotta I gotta work myself into that. I'm getting in bed too late to get up at four. Uh, I would need to get in bed by. I think I went I went. I was in bed by ten o'clock last night. So that's probably why I was up even earlier today. But anyway. Um, yeah, if I'm going to get up at four, I'm going to get, get to bed by, by eight. <laughs> that's not really feasible. Uh, I like to get in bed by 10 or 11, no later than midnight, you know, so that's, that way I can get up at five and six and it's it's okay. As long as I get anywhere from, I don't know how you guys are, but anywhere from five, five to eight hours of or yeah, five to eight hours of sleep is, is plenty for me. Um, you know, those rare, rare occasions i can go on less sleep like everybody but not not very often man the, the older i've gotten i don't like to talk about with well, now, now that i'm older uh, i'm only 51 so i really don't have thank god right knock on wood i don't have any uh, age issues per se uh except i can't do uh, which I used to do these when I was younger, but I can't drive through the night. <laughs> I just, I say I can't, I mean, I can, I'm capable of it. Uh, but it is a uh, killer, killer. It's just like, it wrecks me. <laughs> it's just not any good. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't do the, I don't do the overnights anymore. Uh, And I was doing those up until just, oh, several years ago, but man, no, I just, I just can't. My, my daughter will do that. Um, You know, of course she's 22. So I guess, you know, when you're 22, when I was 22, I could do that stuff all day long. I could actually do it in my forties anyway. So. That doesn't have anything to do with philosophy of life, except that I want to live. So that's part of my philosophy of life. That's why another reason why I don't drive through the night <laughs> and not get my sleep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, philosophy of life, uh, an overall vision of or attitude toward life and the purpose of life. Man, the reality is that everybody has a philosophy of life. I mean, everybody does, whether they can, you know, identify what those, you know, what their philosophy of life is or not. That's another question. Or you know, what do they like? What is it? Quantify it or you know, qualify it? Not qualify it, but you know, explain it, express it. Whether people can really express, um, or pinpoint what their philosophy of life is, but. I think it's something worthy of thinking about because, and both for both parts of that, because I think your overall vision of and your attitude towards life, I think, filters into and spills over into the realm of the purpose of life. So let let's let's talk about a bunch of different stuff today, and this this is just for fun. Hopefully, um, I know that I am going to bring up politics just because. That is a you know we all have a philosophy of politics of of what we think or don't think or what we um, whatever right so uh, I, you know I don't know for me like uh, and this is just my ignorance you know this is just my my moron side because um, I've never been political I've never been into politics I you know I vote. Um, and I I grew up, um, a certain way, you know, and then as I got older, it was like, well, yeah, I don't know if I agree with everything on that side one hundred percent. So, you know, people will ask me, you know, what are you? And it depends on how they're asking me. If they're asking me in a in a condom and con condemning way. I was going to say condemnation in a condemning way. So if you want to talk to someone and you want to talk to them and have a conversation, that's awesome. But when you are coming to someone to condemn them, for example, okay, couple here, just a prime example of how not to ask a political question. Okay. So ready. You're not voting for Trump. Are you? Okay. So, that's one way to ask that question. <laughs> the other question is, so who are you voting for and why? Okay, and that's not even a question I guess that would be even appropriate to ask unless you're in honestly, okay, I'm gonna say something that might piss people off. If you're in company with emotionally healthy people, you can't ask that question. But if you're in company with people that are not emotionally healthy, you can't. And it can be the same way. You're not voting for Biden, are you? Okay. <laughs> Again, you know, how you ask a question makes all the difference in the world. Um, and which puts people on guard. I, I know for me, so we're gonna we're gonna talk on some hot topics today. So like religion, right? If someone comes to me and says, So what's your thoughts on heaven or hell, or you know, what do you think? Oh, that—that's a conversation. I'd love to engage in that conversation. Let's let's chit chat. But if you come to me and say, "Wait, you don't believe in hell?" <laughs> I mean, that already puts you on guard because that's a con—that's con- a condemning question. Okay, they're 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 condemning you with the question. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like that—that's a. It's, but but when someone wants to have a conversation, man, I mean, I'm, I love conversation. Hello, I've got a podcast. I love to talk and I love to conversate. I love having conversations. I don't like what I would really, I guess, debates and not just debates. I guess debates are okay. But when someone is, you know, talking down to you or condemning you with, you know, like, Oh my gosh, you don't believe in heaven or wait, you're an atheist that uh, uh, like, I mean, again, so what makes you, or what made you become an atheist or what, what thought process says, you know, what, whatever, like you ask questions in a way that create conversation. Those are valuable. Those are rich. Those are, really, the, you know, that's a sign. Well, one, it could be inside. It could be a sign of some intelligence, but also emotional intelligence and or relational intelligence for sure. You know, how you ask a question is, <laughs> it's paramount. I mean, you know, how you ask it. That's why I've always felt like I'm a pretty good interviewer because um, I've interviewed a lot of people that I don't agree with um, or, or don't, that's not that I disagree with, but it's like, you know, I've interviewed people that have different thoughts and perspectives than I do. And, uh, I, I try to always frame questions in a way to seek to understand rather than, you know, condemn or judge. So anyway, um, when it comes to politics, you know, one of the most, um, let's see, disconcerting, frustrating, Sad. (laughs) I'm trying to think of a word. Uh, Disheartening um, things that I'm seeing now in the political world is just the polarization. You know, the 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 division, and and what's wild is it's not as much. It's okay. I had a really good conversation actually with someone the other day, and this person's super highly intelligent, uh, just super, just a wonderful person. And, and this person, because I don't want to say their name, but this person is is in in media, a very successful personality media person here in Kansas City. And we were just having a really good conversation about so many things. But uh, he was expressing the same concerns that that I was, in in the area of the division the polarization the the craziness of of the two people that we even have running right now um you know it's just it's just crazy so yeah so what's what's the one that's wild it, it's not as disconcerting for me um Uh, of who's running as much as it is how people are acting about it. That's, that's, what's been more disconcerting for me. I mean, I feel like, again, I've never been political. I've, for whatever reason, I'm a little bit more uh, astute with political stuff now, just because I don't know, I really don't know why we're just living in a, in a culture and in a society right now that, you can't, you kind of can't really hide from it totally. And I'm not, I don't even watch the news. Like I literally do not watch Fox. I don't watch CNN. I don't watch any of that shit. I don't want poison my mind. Um, I stay informed other ways, but that's not how I'm doing it. Um, but I think what's been most disheartening to me is just the, the division. I mean, uh, again, like I said, I've not been a political person, but I remember, you know, Years and years ago, you know, there would be Clinton signs in some people's yards, Bush signs in other people's yards. And it was like, it was like no big deal who you were voting for. Now, I know clearly, clearly, you know, the candidates today are. <laughs> I don't know how to say this. I mean, there are just a, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's gotten out of hand. I feel like, I mean, I feel like, like really, these are the two best options we've got. Really? Like, really? Wow. Like what a sad, what a sad place to be. Um, but I think my, yeah, my, my biggest concern is just the, the way people are acting about it. You know, the way, um, You know, when I've done any of that online dating stuff, you know, when I see a profile that says, if you vote for Trump, go ahead and swipe left. (laughs) And what's funny is I'm not going to swipe left because of that, because I'm not really sure who I'm going to vote for, to be honest. And I may even vote by not voting. I'm undecided at this point, Um, but I'll probably just because I am an American citizen, I probably will vote. But, you know, I'm teetering. So, um but it doesn't matter even if i even if i wasn't voting for the person that they mentioned um i'm still going to swipe left on a person like that so you know again philosophy of life um i i yeah um that's just in my opinion okay now i'm getting opinionated i think that's just ignorant I mean, now, of course, that's their right to say that. That's their right to feel that way. I don't judge them for that for that part of it. But for me, any kind of person that would do that, like, oh, based on who you're voting for, I can't talk to you or be your friend or, you know, date you or whatever. I, 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 I yeah, I find that just fascinating. Like, that's definitely not in my qualifications for um who that's not going to be in my profile if you're voting for Trump or if you're voting for Biden swipe left blah, 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 blah. that just seems so ridiculous to me it seems relationally immature so if that's you i'm sorry um but that's just my opinion and how i feel so yeah the the politically stuff the p- political stuff right now i mean you know my philosophy of life is you know we all need to get along we all need unity you know, vote your convictions. Don't hate other people that vote different than you. That's just immature. Um, so I think that's something important to consider. Uh, but people are like, well, yeah, but you know, but that, but, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Any time that you feel that the way that you see life is the way everybody should see life, we've got a problem we've got a problem. You know, and it's wild. I think I may have mentioned this in one of my earlier, earlier episodes, but I find it so fascinating that, that politics really, I mean, if anybody's going to deny this, they're blind, but politics have become uh, the new religion. It's like a religion, you know, people that are Democrats that it's like, they've joined the cult Of the democratic party and same with the republicans if you you're a republican man you've joined the cult of the republican party and um you know i've seen this like I, i actually watched a video the other day that 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 uh showed this happening and it was just fascinating so, for example, I'm and now, I'm going to, what I'm saying right now is a made up scenario, but it's based upon real scenarios. Okay. But I'm just going to make this scenario up. So, you know, Trump comes up with this idea that we could do this, this, and this to whatever. And all, the, of course, the Republicans are all on board with that, but all the Democrats are like, that's, you know, stupid. That'll never work. Blah, 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 blah. But then, couple years later the democratic candidate or whatever the democratic person says we need to do blah 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 blah, 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 blah. exact same thing that trump said but now because it's a democrat now all the democrats are like yeah that's awesome <laughs> and all the republicans are like that's stupid we'll never support that <laughs> i find that fascinating that when a Republican says it, the Democrats hate it. When a but but when a when a Democrat says it, the Democrats love it, and then the Republicans hate it. It's that you got to admit that's fascinating. Okay, like that's fascinating. Um, again, philosophy of life. We all need to get along. The reality is, we all vote with certain convictions and have certain thoughts and views and, and beliefs, and they're not all the same. You know, we're just not all the same and it it can't be all one way. Like I wouldn't want this world to be all Republican and I wouldn't want all this world to be Democrat. Like I I think and and frankly, to be honest with you, I think that a two party system, I think we I would wish and hope that we could move beyond that somehow, some way and and get into something better. I don't know what that is. I really don't. Uh, But we need to do something better Uh, or at least at the bare minimum come up with a third or fourth or forget about party systems altogether, like completely get a, get rid of it. And, and when we vote, we just vote for a person based upon what their, what, what their ideals are or what, you know, like, and again, I'm so I'm such a moron when it comes to all this stuff. I don't, I don't know anything about it, but I think only having a two party system is ridiculous. I think either a, we get rid of all the political parties and it's just, we vote for people and you vote popular vote. I don't, this electoral bullshit Like if 10 people vote for one person and 11 people vote for the other person, the person with the 11 votes should win. (laughs) Again, I'm just a simple minded person, but that makes sense to me (laughs) that it would, it's, Popular vote. Um, again, I, again, I'm ignorant when it comes to all this stuff, so I'm I'm sure there's got to be a reason for all that uh, somehow. But again, my simple little brain. Whoever gets more votes, that's who wins. Um, and a lot, a lots of checks and balances. You know, the other option would be just to come up with a third or even a fourth party. You know, so you have Democrats, Republicans puppy dogs and fucktards. I don't know, whatever the, whatever the four things would be and give some more options because I think it'd be better to find people that could balance a little bit. Um, Yeah. Anyway, again, that's philosophy of life. You know, what's, I I don't know. I don't know how to change all that stuff. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how that can be changed. I know that it needs to, but who knows? I don't know but i do find it funny but when i going back to what i kind of start talking about about the religious thing about politics becoming like a religion i mean it does it just it reminds me of the days when i was in you know the religious world um when i was deep in the religious world you know it was very i mean obviously that clearly that's why there's 33 denominations because it's so divisive, you know. People say, "Is the, is the church united?" Hell, no. The church isn't re- united. It's extremely divided. Of course, there's always always schisms and fights and things going on in the in the church. I mean, one of my good friends, Adam Hamilton, is actually in the in the midst of a big whatever schism or debate or arguments or whatever over. Uh, homosexuality and same-sex marriage and uh ordination of uh lgbtq people and it's just it's just crazy it's crazy crazy to me um yeah i it's like yeah of, of course <laughs> I, as many of you know i support the lgbtq community and And of course they should be able to be ordained. And of course the Methodist church should be able to officiate same sex ceremonies. (sighs) It's ridiculous. That's even a discussion in my opinion, again, in my humble opinion, that's ridiculous. That's that's even a discussion personally. So there you go. But philosophy of life, what is your philosophy of life? And I think it's important to sit with that and put that down on paper and I know, uh, you know, when it comes to politics, religion, uh, family, relationships, you know, what's your philosophy of life around relationships? You know, kind of identifying who you are and what you are and what you believe and why you believe those things. Because um, I have a, uh, and I, 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 is that being opinionated? I think it's important to have a, an opinion. Now, maybe some things I just don't have an opinion uh, about. But most things I do, you know, uh, most things, if you ask me what I think about boom, I I could tell you what I think and I have an opinion. Um, So, yeah, I think that's part of, I think that's because I've, I've got a pretty, um, you know, I've thought a lot about things and I really have defined what my philosophy of life is, which I've been towards more of an abundance mentality mindset um you know if you want to change your personal reality you have to change your personality um there's if, if you want a new life then you gotta because we're the sum total of our thoughts our words and our actions and you know all that stuff so if you want a different life you know if, if your life isn't working for you if, if you've been married and divorced multiple times if you've if, or if you've just failed at, at relationships you know I, I i met someone the other day they're they're in their 60s and they've never been married and they would like to and that's nothing wrong with that like I, I don't say that as any judgment because for i mean marriage isn't for everybody um some people just want to be alone and that, <laughs> there's no shame in that um you know i'm i'm living alone right now and and um so yeah you know but I hope at some point I can meet the love of my life and get married and spend my life with someone of course that's that's in the dream but um but yeah I was just I was like uh, that was fascinating to me you know I, I didn't get a chance to talk to this person in depth to find out like like I'm curious like w- w- why do you think you're you know 60 and and still single but yet desire a relationship like w- w- you know what what's what's been the 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 hindrance there, like what's kept what's kept that from happening, right? I mean, um, so yeah, I mean, goodness gracious, I mean that 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 that's an interesting conversation that I would definitely like to have uh, because that would be fascinating. Um, you know, my first off the cuff, my first bluff would be they must have such a high expectation that no one on planet Earth could could qualify, you know, to be their partner. Um, you know, I, there's no doubt about it. In life, you have to have a reasonable expectation. You have to have a, um, you know, realistic view of of what that looks like. Because uh, if you're looking for Mr. Perfect or Mrs. Perfect, uh I mean, they, this they don't exist. Uh, they're not out there, and you'll 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 Never find them, or you'll think that you've found them, and then you'll be uh, unpleasantly surprised when the truth comes out that they are, in fact, not perfect. Uh, that that also causes a lot of problems in relationships. You know, to think that you've maybe met someone that's perfect, to only find out that they're not perfect, um, which is to only find out the truth of what is true of every person on planet earth so there's that uh, but a philosophy of life you know I, i've always been t- well i say i've always i can't say that part of my journey and my story and this is something i don't think i have shared or if i have sorry here we go again here we go again on my own okay um <laughs> i swear i'm drinking only coffee this morning um I, let's see, back in, when was this? Back in the year, the year was 1998. And I met somebody who turned me on to self-help books. And I think it was, I think the first book that I, I think the first, maybe, maybe, maybe one of the first books I read was a book called See You at the Top by Zig Ziglar cool story i that book that i bought back in 1998 which was way older when i bought it even back then i had the wonderful opportunity to meet zig ziglar i think he's since passed anyway had the chance to meet him and he actually autographed that book so i have an autographed copy of see you at the top by zig ziglar so pretty cool um, but that was the beginning, back in 1998 or around that time, ni- anywhere from 1994 to 1998. In that time frame, was when I got turned on to self help books, and I got turned on to and, and the names that I'm going to mention, I highly recommend that you Google and search them out. Great cla- these are like classic self help guru type, excuse me, type people. So first person I was turned on to, Zig Ziglar. The next person I was turned on to is Jim Rohn. That's Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N, Jim Rohn. And because I know there's another Jim Rohn that's like a sports commentator. Okay, not that one. I'm talking about Jim Rohn, the motivational speaker, who, who has also passed. And actually, so Jim Rohn was Tony Robbins mentor yeah so i knew tony robbins as anthony robbins but he's he's since changed his well altered his name and it's tony robbins tony robbins is probably one of the most famous well-known faces for even though he doesn't like to be called a motivational speaker a transformational speaker i think is what he's refers to himself as but regardless you know an inspiration for sure so tony robbins um I read his book, Unlimited Power, um, life-changing book, highly recommended, would still recommend it to this day. Uh if it's going to be, it's up to me. Robert Schuler, who was the pastor of the Crystal Cathedral. Um, I listened to uh Brian Tracy, Dennis Waitley. Um who else? Um there's a lot of those old well earl nightingale of course um the power of positive thinking norman vincent peel some of these are very old classic like you'll have to go to the used bookstore to find this stuff i mean you can, of course obviously get it on amazon so my philosophy of life was well and and let me back it up even further you know i was i was raised in a in a in a, a christian home so you know i really valued the teachings of jesus um you know I value there were certain things that I, I got early on, you know from my family, you know, about um, wholesome living and you know just fairness and love and charity and generosity and all those things that came from uh, from which which is a part of the Christian teaching, right? I mean, I, I criticize the the evangelical Christian group quite a bit, but there's a lot of good stuff in there too. you just got to filter out the the dogma and the the dumb stuff. So with that said, We'll be right back with more on your philosophy of life. All right, so we're back. So philosophy of life, what, why would I even do this for an episode? Well, I think because it is important what your philosophy of life is. Now, is it, are there right and wrong philosophies of life, Hmm. you know what, how about this? (laughs) I just poured a cup of coffee and I left it in the kitchen and I don't want to edit this. So how about this? Why don't you just take a second here? Okay. I'm going to walk. It's going to take me just a few seconds, but it's going to be dead silent. I want you to think about what your philosophy of life is and why that matters. Okay. I'll be right back with my coffee, so enjoy the moment of silence. All right, I'm back. Thank you for giving me a few seconds there to to do that. I went in there and did that during the break and then left it in there. Hmm. Such delicious coffee today. Best part of waking up is definitely not Folgers, but is there a right philosophy of life and a wrong philosophy of life. You know, gosh, here's where I'm trying to get in my life. I really am trying to get away from the, and I realized, how can I say this? I'm trying to get away from labeling things, right? So uh, good and bad, right and wrong, you know, all that stuff. But like things just are. They just are, and I'm not saying that there aren't things that aren't good and there aren't things that aren't bad. Okay, like I I get it. I just don't know how to how to. I'm still working through a lot of that. So so, yesterday I was talking to one of my good friends, which I will be doing an interview with him, um, on my podcast here. Uh, I was talking to him the other day and he's just an interesting dude, just a good dude. And I said um what was I saying to him? We were we were talking about uh you know being non-judgmental and allowing people to to believe whatever, you know, they want to believe. And oh, okay, here's what I said. Gosh, and he had such a great answer. I can't wait to interview him because he's such a just a good guy. Like yeah, but just his his answer just it, it it uh it as you can tell like it just fucked with me to be honest with you. So I said to him, I said, "Do you want to hear something crazy?" He said, "Always." <laughs> so <laughs> I said, "Okay." I said, "I remember in Sunday school, or it was Bible college. I've I've told this story both ways, and so and now at this point, I can't remember. I think it was actually Sunday school. I don't think it was. I don't think this was in seminary. I think this was in Sunday school." And I said, in Sunday school, I remember the Sunday school teacher saying that dinosaur bones were put on the earth by the devil to deceive men, you know, deceive to to deceive us. And I started laughing, and he said, Huh. He said, Well maybe so. And, uh, and he said, but maybe not. But his answer, it was so good because I'll be honest, I, when he said that, I thought, oh, you're right. I don't know that they haven't been put here by the devil <laughs> to deceive. I mean, I'm, I don't think so. And he didn't think so either, but he was just trying to give, he was trying to go with our same conversation of not judging people. and In other words, allowing people to, you know, believe... When it comes to things we don't know, you know, we we don't have any video footage of dinosaurs walking around on the earth. So I guess technically, you know, I mean... (laughs) I guess they could have been put here by the devil. I mean, again, I don't think so. He doesn't think so. And I think it's pretty much a, of, you know, we know that, that that's not true, but, uh, but it was just his, the way he said that, um, it was just funny. In other words, is what, you know, what's wrong with people believing that or not believing that or, does that make sense? In other words, I, I think what I liked about his answer is, is honestly a lot of what I've struggled with when it comes to philosophy of life. This is why I'm working through this and I'm r- working to refine my personal philosophy of life because I don't want to be the same person that I used to be. Um, you know, I'm definitely changing, but I, I want to fully transform into an, another person and, and you know what I mean by that? Not that I literally you know, like changed my name and I'm not even this, I, you know, I just mean, I, I want to be the very, very, very best version of myself that is possible as a human. Like I literally just want to be, and and the fascinating thing is I've just met some really good people in my life, some really good people and just stand up people like, like this guy, his name's Will, like this guy, he's just such a good dude. and. You know, I've always wanted to be a really good dude, you know, and and some I've to some people, I guess I have been a good dude, Um, but I just want to be a good dude through and through and through to every person. Now, clearly, I don't care how good of a dude you are or how good of a girl you are or a woman, whatever. Um Clearly, not everyone gels with everyone else. I mean, uh, we've all met those people that for what whatever reason, you just didn't like them and you don't even know them and you felt bad for feeling that way, but you just didn't. And I, maybe I say that, I'm assuming I have, and I am I like a lot of people. Uh, and they, they typically say that you like people that like you. And there's no doubt about that. People that like me, there's no doubt about it that I seem to gravitate towards them and, and like them even more. So, I mean, I, and I've read that before. I mean, that's a thing, that's a thing. Um, but, and I, and it just rings true for me for real. Like when people really like me, um, not always, okay. There's, there are exceptions to the rule, but for the most part, if people, you know, like me and think I'm funny and like what I say, I tend to to like them and think they're pretty smart. <laughs> anyway, um, back to what my buddy will. So, you know, just some of the things he was saying, just, I told him, I said, you know, I've left that evangelical, I, I denounced evangelical Christianity for me. You know, it's, there are some big tenets that, in other words, if you're an evangelical, there are certain things that you must believe, right? Heaven, hell. Jesus is the only way to salvation or the only way to heaven. Jesus, you know, the the virgin birth, like, you know, the the Bible is the word of God. I mean, there's certain things that you have to believe. And I don't believe many of those things in the same way. And so therefore I, you know, I clearly, I, I can't consider myself an evangelical. So, you know, I've kind of come out of the closet that, that, you know, I'm, I'm no longer evangelical. And, uh, loosely holding on, I guess, still to the idea of being a Christian. I don't even like that title as much as I like just spiritual. And then I, I, I like, I love Jesus and follow the words of Jesus, um, follow the teachings of Jesus, you know, whatever, like I'm all down for those, those, that, those words and ways of saying it. And um, so, yeah, I told him that, you know, walking away from evangelical, I said, I found myself becoming critical and judgmental (laughs) of, of the very people that I used to be. And, and, you know, I'm criticizing them for judging and yet I'm judging them. Does that make sense? In other words, I'm judging the judger. (laughs) And so it's like, I'm guilty. I'm doing the very thing that frustrated me to the group that does it does that make sense it's like people it's like gossiping about piece of pe- gossiping about people that gossip about you it's it's like it's like it's still wrong either way um it's like words are meaningless even the ones i just said right i mean it's like <laughs> it's that whole idea of i you know left evangelical christianity and now i'm like they're wrong <laughs> And the reality is, I guess, in one hand, on one hand, um, just being able to just accept people for who they are, what they are, where they are, with no, um, what's, the, how can I word this? With no, well, one, with no judgment, with with just no opinion, right? Like, Rather than, oh my God, it's raining again. Okay, or, oh, it's raining. Just, you know, free free of, not that we can't ever have an opinion. I'm not saying that. But it's just this this idea of, well, just me not being able, for me, this is personally, now I'm just going to go way personal here, be vulnerable. I guess I was, uh, misled, or I use this word lightly, but s- s- brainwashed, traumatized <laughs> within the the Christian belief system. Um, you know, learning that that things aren't yeah, all the things that I tried to so hard believe to to only find out. That they sure didn't seem to be true. You know, that there's just so many things, there's so many inconsistencies and so many fallacies and so many things that over time I could no longer um, continue with that particular philosophy of life. I mean, that's what we're talking about, right? Philosophy of life. There were certain things that, that I. I could no longer I I had to be true to myself. I had to be true to within. And again, going back to things that I say often, you know, if 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 in fact we were created in God's image, then, you know, who's to blame for who I, who I am and the way I am? I mean, I you know, I believe personally, my philosophy of life is only me. That no one else is responsible for me except for me. I can't blame my parents. I can't blame anything anyone anything can't do that can't blame the government can't blame no can't blame any of that there's only one person that stands accountable and that's me to me in front of me um but you know if 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 you have a a christian worldview then you know if god has created you then the way you are is the way god intended you to be and then you've been created perfect and therefore if you're messed up, I guess you blame God. Right. I mean, so that doesn't seem right. Um, of course, then you get into free will, free choice and and all that. So, you know, who knows? I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a 100% evolution. I just don't see how that is feasible or possible. I just don't, I just don't, yeah, I just can't run with that fully. Now I believe that evolution is a thing. It's a real deal. And there's been some evolution. So I'm, I'm not saying I don't believe in evolution. I just don't believe. Yeah, I don't believe that we were once little single cell deals and then we got splashed up on the beach and then we grew legs and then we started and then we stood up like I I just can't do that uh i think there's a a grand design a grand designer i think there's um, something something somewhere that put us together that just seems to make more sense to me but again i've said this and i'll say it a million times <laughs> i don't know i wasn't there um and nobody was that's alive today on earth was there so Who knows? But, okay, I digress. Philosophy of life. Let's get after it for the next 15 minutes here. (laughs) Philosophy of life. I've said all that I've said to say I think it's important to develop one. It's important to have one. It's important to to make sure that it's, it's one that serves you well. Okay, so back to the question I had before the break. Is there a right and wrong philosophy of life? I mean, gosh, you know, I think so. Um, again, getting away from that right and wrong things just are, but I do feel there are better ways, (laughs) for example, okay. For example, if you, and I, this is something I bring up all the time because it's so easy for all of us to recognize and to wrap our brains around. If you want to be healthy and fit, or if you want a certain result, if you want muscles, There are certain things that have to happen and there is no way around it. There's a lot of ways to skin the cat. There's a lot of ways to work out. High rep, low weight. Low rep. High rate, high weight. I mean, lots of cardio, no cardio. Fast, you know, fast reps, slow reps. Um, weight resistance, um, negatives. I mean, there are so many different ways to skin the cat, though there are some things that are absolutely like, can't get away from one. You can't grow muscles without working out that this resistance, you have to have some form of resistance, whether you use machines, uh, um, Weight, uh, what are they? No, I was gonna say dead weight, free weights, so free weights, machines, cables, bands, whatever. Like, there's a lot of different ways, but you have to do resistance. That's you have to, there's no other way around it. You have to do some kind of resistance training. The second thing is you have to have some kind of nutrition, and then third, and kind of goes with the second one, is diet you, you, you can't, you can't grow muscles to the fullest degree without eating the right amount of food, the right amount of protein or the right amount of whatever, the right, having the right amount of carbohydrates and all that stuff to get the results. It's a science. You have to do certain things right now. How, like what specifically you eat, how you get, right? You get your carbs from rice or you can get them from potatoes or you can get them from, so again, there's variations, but, but you gotta have resistance training and you have to get your diet and nutrition under, underway. Like you have to, I think a philosophy of life. I think there are some important things that are universal while maybe there's a lot of different ways to to skin the cat. For example, a lot of ways to be successful um, and 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 what how we define success all that matters, right? It's all part of your philosophy of life. What matters most? I think I recommended this book. Highly recommend it. The top five regrets regrets of the dying. Great book. You should get it. But when it comes to the, a philosophy of life, is there a right way and a wrong way, or is there a better way? Or you know, I mean, I think so. I mean, you can live an abundant mentality. There's a there's a great book. Um, I think it's called "Love Is the Killer App" by Tim. Tim somebody and, uh, Tim Sanders, I think is his name. And it was a great book. I read a long time ago. It's a little outdated at this point, but it, the, the idea of the book, which I'm going to tell you right now, so you don't even have to get the book, but it, it's really good. It's about, there's two kinds of people in the world is basically what he was saying. There's those with an abundance mentality and those with a scarcity mentality, those with an abundant mentality, um, know that there's plenty out there in the world. There's plenty. So I don't need to hoard my money or keep secrets to protect you know there's plenty out there that's an abundant mentality in other words you live open-handed right you live open-handed generous you're you're charitable you're generous with ideas you you know give away free content because you believe that you know what goes around comes around you believe in karma and so you live in in an abundant mentality for example a little small thing i started doing photography well, a lot of photographers, the ones that have an abundance mentality, have really encouraged me, even gave him, given me tips and tricks and encouragement and you know positive stuff. Why? Because they're in a, they apparently have a have a philosophy of there's an abundance mentality. Then I've had some photographer people that I know who have have a scarcity mentality, and they're almost they're like criticizing me for trying to start up a photography business and like encroaching on their you know their territory their business and all, which is just bull which is so so crazy it's just absolutely nutty that that's such a scarcity mentality which will keep people from succeeding and will keep them from happiness to to live that way uh you know i definitely don't wouldn't want to live that way personally so that's two different ways to live right that's two different ways to live you can live with an, with, with an abundance mentality. There's more than enough in this world. It's a free world. I encourage anybody to do anything, to do whatever they need to do to make things work. I don't own a, any part of this world in that way, um, right? So an abundant mentality. And so, yeah, I do think there's a better way, I guess, Um and i'm not saying that's just my way i'm just saying i think there are so is it better to live positive or negative I mean, that's a philosophy of life and so i would say it's better to live positive um to, uh, to active or not active well i mean <laughs> i think it's important to be active um you know travel not travel well i mean you know it depends on what you want to what what's your philosophy of life? You know, I mean, we we get one life to live. This is it. Live it to the full experience, you know, all that it's important. Um, lots of things or no things, or, you know, lots of money, no money. I mean, all those things again, now some of that stuff, it's not a matter of better or worse or right or wrong. It's just a matter of what, what's your jam? <laughs> what's your thing, man? You know, is you, do you, do you want to get to the end of your life and have acquired a bunch of shit? Uh, then then go for it. Go for it. If that's what truly would make you happy or if your thing is, no, I don't want to acquire a bunch of shit, but I want to have uh, my passport full of stamps and I want to have pictures from all around the world, then then that's your philosophy of life. So here's the thing as we, we're coming to the last 10 minutes here. Why do I think having a philosophy of life is so important? Because going back to what I said in the very, very beginning, I wish I would maybe done a better job on this particular episode, but a philosophy of life is an overall vision of or attitude towards life and the purpose of life. See, so I think when you have a philosophy of life, it helps you to identify your purpose in life. And once you know your purpose in life, then you can accommodate and adjust your life in in such a way to better serve your purpose in life. Again, for me, I can only speak for myself here. I personally don't value things as much as I value experiences, making memories and people or friendships like I value those things more. So when it comes to now, this could change because, you know, here I'm 51. So I've owned houses. I've lived in apartments. I've, you know, all that stuff. Here I am as a 51 year old man. I have at this point, I don't, I really don't have an aspiration to, to buy a house at this point. Um, but that's probably because I've not partnered up, you know, I've not met. that that special someone that I want to marry that I know of yet, right? (laughs) Maybe I have met her already. I just don't know it. Who knows? But anyway, that's beside the point. Maybe at that point I would want to do that. But when I even think about that, I I know for sure I want something small, right? I want something manageable. I don't want something big. Even if I had lots of money. Now I might have a small cottage, you know, in Italy, and then I might have a, a small flat in, <laughs> in Martha's Vineyard, a little cottage in Martha's Vineyard. I mean, so again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not opposed to, you know, if you have the resources, uh, obviously, enjoy it um, for sure. Oh my gosh, I mean, there's no doubt about it. If I had millions of dollars, there's no doubt about it. I'd have a Lamborghini for sure, hundred uh, percent. Uh, but I definitely wouldn't just have a ton a ton and ton again, this is just my own personal thing so i it, if yours is different than that that doesn't make mine better. I'm just sharing kind of being personal with you just kind of telling you what 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 my philosophy of life is and and for one reason only just to encourage you to start thinking and through some of these same very issues. And what's your philosophy of life coming up with your own? Like, don't take mine. Uh, You know, mine's not the right one for you. It's the right one for me, but it's not the right one for you. But the bottom line is this, is it fulfilling? Is it meaningful? Does it make you happy? You know, if, if someone isn't traveling and they're not happy about it, it, it's, it's, it's like this. I got invited out the other night and I think I've mentioned this before. Anyway, I, I didn't want to go out, but I, I was like, you know what? I should, I need to get out and socialize. So I did and it felt great and I was glad that I did it. So I think sometimes people live that way. They think, oh, I am just a homebody. I just want to stay home. (laughs) Okay. And maybe that's actually true, but I think sometimes that can be a form of, of, you know, depression and, and, or, um, Fear or social anxiety or many different things when it's like, you know what, maybe you ought to just take a chance, you know, to to step out a little bit and do something you normally wouldn't do and just see if you wouldn't like it. Anyway, that that, uh, my thought there. What is you know what is important to you, and then align your life with what's important to you. I really think that's important. I think that's what, again, going back to the purpose of life and happiness and fulfillment, not that you have to have everything like me. I've not traveled all over the world yet, but it's something i I go online. I watch videos about it. i've watched I watched a recent video recently about going to uh, Thailand. I watched another video on going to Brazil. I watched another video on going to Italy. Like I'm watching this stuff just because I'm I'm learning. You know, I'm i wanting to learn and to see um, what I'm going to actually see in real life. And it's just it's just motivating me. Um, but it's also it brings me happiness to be on the journey rather than just sitting around hoping and wishing. And so I think that it's critical for understanding and and to discovering your purpose in life starts with i feel identifying your philosophy of life you know what is your attitude about life you know is life fair is 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 life good um and there we go again with the good and the bad but i mean is is Is, uh, is life worth living is, I mean, there's so many things to consider when developing a a philosophy of life or an attitude uh, of life. But the philosophy of life sometimes, and here's what I'm doing. Here's why I'm even doing this particular episode is to, to jog your mind, to get you to be consciously aware or to to be conscious in thinking about your philosophy of life. Sometimes we just live life. We just we just think the thoughts we think. We just think our personalities are just what they are because that's just the way they are and you know that that's I don't think that's true. I, I think that we've become who we are because of the thoughts and the beliefs and the you know our environment and yes, nature and nurture. It's all. It's all of it, you know. And so, if 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 possibly your nurture was not the best, um, you can change it, right? You can you can change it, um, through. What you read, who you talk to, um, where you go, um, what you watch—you know—the thoughts that you think. If you want to, if you want, if you want to expand your life, expanding your life, to expand your world, to to have a philosophy of life that serves you in driving you to you, f- fulfilling your purpose in life, I think it's it's something you got to be very intentional about. It, it's something to be looked at and thought about and and to discover you know what is my purpose in life and and not only that but again backing that up what's my philosophy of life when it comes to other people and fairness and honesty and and uh, you know my relationships politics and uh, uh, you know thoughts about career and workplace right i mean if, if your philosophy of life is give your boss the least that you possibly can give and still make it. Well, that's the philosophy of life I don't agree with. right? I think we should always give more than what's expected and give it to people quicker than what they expected it to be. All right, guys, listen, this is coming to the end. I hope this was jogging your inf- your brain somewhat. Peace.